source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. Yeah, we're live this week. Isn't that absolutely amazing? No show last week because of some COVID and situations here at the station, but we're back and you'll be sorry we are. We got a great show for you today. We're going to kick it off with Captain James Smith on the California Dawn. That's right. Big action for Halibut in San Francisco Bay. Then it's off to Sturgeon Fishing. Well, we'll check in on Sturgeon Fishing with our good friend Zach Medinas with Gate Crasher Fishing. He's moving over to Fisherman's Wharf, getting ready to chase those king salmon out the gate. And we'll go striper fishing with Captain Jeff Suhu of Suhu Sport Fishing. Checking out the Delta Striper action with that full moon right behind us. Wow, they had to all be spawning up there. It's got to be going crazy in the Delta. And J.D. Ritchie's got a great recording for us from Pyramid and Lake Tahoe information. Alan Fong, of course, joins us with his YouTube channel, Alan Fong Outdoors, and tells you all about the great action going on outside. We're taking you downtown and all over for Stripers today with Captain James Netzel. Then it's a kokanee discussion. Gary Irk, the president of the California Inland Fisheries Foundation, is here talking kokanee and the forecast for the year. And if you haven't already heard... It's on already, folks. And Senior Tuna's going to hook up with his bluefin tuna action down in San Diego area. And Captain Troy Barr is going to talk about Whiskey Town, Berryessa, and more with a great kokanee action going on and King Salmon action taking place up at Lake Berryessa, too. A lot of questions on what's going on with Berryessa. It should be better than it is right now. We'll see as it starts to develop. North winds are turning it over right now. And Tim Noxon is going to talk to us all about Eagle Lake opener. It takes place next weekend. Big trophy rainbows are going to be available. And that lake's been sitting quiet for several months now with nobody fishing it. And, of course, our editor of Western Outdoor News, Mr. Dave Hurley, joins us to wrap everything up and tell you about all the wonderful opportunities you have in Northern California. Let's waste no time. Let's head to San Francisco Bay, the Berkeley Marina, and climb on board the deck of the California Dawn, probably two this morning. Let's hook up with the man himself, Captain James Smith. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, Seth. Tell us about it. What's this week been like in the Bay? You must have been able to get out being in the Bay. Well, we had some really phenomenal fishing. Uh, early in the week, we're still trolling, but the tides were really uh, favorable for us. We had... I would say about eight or nine back-to-back trips with limits of halibut every single day. There's a big, big, big uh, biomass fish this year in the bay, stretching from the North Bay all the way down to the farthest end of the South Bay. Uh, Just a lot of halibut everywhere. And then, um, you know, we got in these king tides here this week. They're really big. They're mighty up the water. The winds kind of created havoc. We had Actually, only had one slow day of fishing, and then we got a gift. Live bait has finally been made, and we are live bait fishing. Uh, we got out yesterday on our first live bait trip. It was very successful. Um, we had uh, over 60 halibut between the two boats on what I would consider lousy tides. And, and you know, that's a, it plays a huge part of the tides because it gives us the options. 
were all hemmed up in one little spot in the middle of the bay here, uh, just, you know, vying for some clean water. But things are going to start backing off and going back to normal this week. We're going to see clean water. The tides are starting to drop finally. But, uh, hey, we got live bait. And, you know, even with crummy tides and crummy conditions, fishing has been really outstanding. I think it's going to peak by uh, by the end of the weekend here. We're going to start seeing some big counts come off the boats again with the, uh, with the live bait. So well, pretty good the, stuff going on here. The other thing is the great grade of fish. I mean, they're very nice fish. I know you're getting a lot of shorts, too. That's just a great sign for the future. But... Nice, healthy, good-looking fish available to us. This almost seems like it's uh, your biomass that you talk about out in the bay might be bigger this year than it was six or eight years ago when we had that big population move in. Yeah, you know, I've noticed that, too. It looks like it is going to be just one of those years for the books. I mean, we have so many big fish here this year. Talking with my friends, one of the one of the draggers out in the fleet here, he's he's a highliner out here. And you know, we had a conversation the other day about uh, about the fish that weren't out in the ocean this season. I mean, the guys are out there; they have been fishing, uh, dragging for halibut, but getting very few. The water's cold off the beach. There's no feed out there where you know we would like to fish in the summertime. And uh, he says that there's there's just no fish out there. Everything's bypassed them this year. They have not had any numbers of halibut dragging off the beach. And usually there's five or six guys dragging this time of year out there, coming all the way up from uh, Crescent City, Fort Bragg, just big boats out there dragging. They have not done anything. In fact, I don't even see them at the wharf this season. So that tells you that most of those fish just kind of blew in this year. And, you know, we've been – We've been very fortunate to have the biomass here that we had in the Bay, especially with, you know, with what's going on with the salmon and, uh, and, and the weather offshore. It's been just absolutely crazy. So uh, it's nice having the fish here. It's nice having all these happy folks. I mean, we made it through trolling season just fine. Live baits here. Things are, things are looking good. We've been doing really good iron. Well, to get out today. That's exactly the way it ought to be. Folks, things are popping all over the place. And uh, one of the most, one of the things that is most in demand is halibut fishing right now. We've got guides that are fishing sturgeon that are just catching sturgeon every single day that have to move because their clients all want to get halibut. If you want to get halibut, you need to make yourself a reservation, folks, and you need to make it in advance. Don't plan on just calling up and saying, hey, can you get me on tomorrow? And that happens. It really does. And midweek stuff, you can probably get on real quick if it's a onesie or a two or maybe a few. But if you want to go out and have a great time with some friends, you must make a reservation. The demand is there, folks. There are going to be a lot of people out doing it. It's a great way to fish a little bit closer to home and let James burn the gas instead of you. What better opportunities? James, tell them how they can hook up with you, find out more information, and book a trip. Sure, the number here, 510-417-5557. Reach us on the web at CaliforniaDawn.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram. It is a season not to miss and, you know, not taking anything away from the salmon guys. They've been doing great out here, too. Just fighting a lot of Mother Nature this year. What a big spring on weather. But uh, the bay's been absolutely gorgeous, and the fishing's been off the hook, so to speak. So come check us out. Boy, they sure had better. There's no doubt about it. Folks, one of the few fish that I really enjoy eating is halibut. San Francisco Bay halibut is absolutely delicious. And if you know how to prepare it, it tastes even better than that.
James, thanks for hooking up with us. Hey, how's that new boat working out? Is it still floating? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Tammy's got my breakfast going down in the galley, and uh, we are just spoiling people here. When when people come in and say, wow, when they walk in your cabin, you know you did good. So, yeah, we're, we're having a lot of fun with it. You know, bow bait tank, the galley, fresh hot food all day. What are it's we having for breakfast, wonderful. James? What are they cooking you for breakfast right now? You, you know, I've been doing a lot of keto this year, and she's doing keto items here also. So it's just, you know, my little breakfast scramble. Pretty, uh, pretty simple. Egg whites, diced ham, cheese. You know, just, just, just the usual. I actually got to come out here to get a decent meal. So yeah, put all that, out. put all that on top of a prime rib slab, and I'll join you tomorrow. <laughs> Captain James Smith aboard the California Dawn, the best eating, well, and the best fishing on San Francisco Bay too. James, thanks for hooking up with us. Have a great time. We appreciate you, my friend. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. All right. Take care. Captain James Smith aboard the California Dawn. The man knows how to do it right. All right. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we get back, we're hooking up with Captain Zach Medinas with Gatecrasher Fishing Adventures. He's wrapping up sturgeon and getting ready to move to Fisherman's Warehouse. Fisherman's Wharf so you can catch King Salmon out the gate with him. That's coming up next. We'll be right back. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips, where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiber glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics sonar heated cabin fully electric galley for hot meals and restroom facilities they all make the california dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available the availability of fishing licenses bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable to find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the california dawn or to book a trip give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.cal CaliforniaDawn.com. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people, well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat. Ford. You'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales.
sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll-free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else? When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. Elkhorn Bait has high-quality rods and reels for every type of fishing in Northern California, from trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, pile worms, blood worms, night crawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street and Elkhorn Boulevard, west of Watt, 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness, ride, comfort, and great fishability. And Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher Boats. The offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And Gone Fishing Marine's trained sales staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage, all out to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at Godfish and Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com or kingfisherboats.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and there is a lot going on all over this state as far as fishing goes. Mr. Brown, Kent Brown, the host of Open Bass down at San Diego at uh, Grover's Place down there. I forgot the name of it real quick, but he's uh, the Angler's Marine for a big event down there. He may join us before the end of the show just to say hi to everybody. But there's so much stuff going on out there. I mentioned in the first segment that some of the guys that have been fishing sturgeon that have just been going nonstop, like talk to Steve Mitchell, I talked to Zach Medinas. They go, yeah, it's still great out here, but my my customers want to get king salmon. My customers want to get halibut. So they're pulling off of great fishing to go have even better fishing. It's out there, folks. It's happening. And I bring you these guides to inform you of what's going on out there so you won't be wasting your time or money. You'll get out there and have, hopefully, a very nice trip as a result of uh, making plans and reservations. Let's get hooked up right now with one of the best captains out there when it comes to sturgeon fishing, salmon fishing, and everything else. Let's climb on board with Gate Crashers Fishing Adventures, Captain Zach Medinas. Good morning, Zach. Hey, good morning, Seth. How are you? If I got any better, I'd be you, my friend. Uh, hard to get away from the sturgeon sometime to get over to Fisherman's Wharf, isn't it? Yeah, it's that time of year, you know. And, you know, I got, I'm like everybody else. I'm seeing all these uh, great reports of how of it and, I know the forecast for uh, salmon, and it looks like it's going to live up to it, so I'm super stoked. I would be very super stoked with the salmon action that we're hearing about right now, especially down in the Monterey area down there, a little bit lower. And you've decided to continue working out in the Delta a little bit, then slowly make your move over to Fisherman's Wharf. But your timing is what's perfect, because you are getting there about the same time the fish start stacking up out there too, aren't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, the I don't know, it, Trolling is very a very productive way to fish um, for halibut, but just not one of my favorite ways. You're kind of limited to uh, different depths and stuff like that. But now that we have live bait, I mean, the whole field is open. So I'm, I'm excited about doing that. And, yeah, getting over there, live bait and salmon, uh, 
starting uh, late late June, late next month. Yeah, it can't be any better than that. But it'd be a good idea, folks, to make those reservations right now. Because if Zach's saying he's starting late next month, you can bet he's already got bookings going on those. So make your plans. Set it way out in front of you. Well, Zach, let's talk about Sturgeon. Uh, when I called you the other day, Sep, I got a big one on. I'll take whatever time you got. What happened to that fish? Yeah, you know, I had to do, I had to do the really rare thing and uh I put a life jacket on the rod and the reel and tossed it and I didn't have help that day and um no no deckhand that day so I had to pull up all the gear and it, literally right when you called I had just done that so I was like it, 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 I got to go, you know. So, <laughs> let's uh, let's tell yeah, them exactly what that procedure is though. Tell them what you did because some people might not believe you're tossing over 2 3 4 500 dollars worth of equipment overboard. Yeah, well, in today's world, the rod and reel, it's more like a $1,000 per setup. But, yeah, um, basically, um, you know, the fish pretty much had the guys fooled. And um, there's not very many fish out in the Delta that can do that. But it'll happen, you know, anywhere from one to three times a year, sometimes five times a year. And you're basically taking, uh, you know, you're taking a life jacket. And a lot of mine have little snaps on them, so I'll snap it right to the reel. And then uh, we just have to let it go. And that fish is going to be towing that rod and reel and that life jacket on the surface. Gives us time to pull up all of our gear, pull up our anchor without trying to pull the fish backwards while I pull up that anchor. And then we chase it down. And then after that, we grab it. And when you're vertical on a fish, it's very difficult for him to fight you. You know, that's why tuna, that's usually how you end up landing tuna. You're vertical on them at the very end of the fight. So uh, that's that's basically what we had to do and land them. And it was a big, beautiful fish. And the guys were down from Texas. It was Galaxy Builders. They came. There was about 40 of them. And uh, I was able to put them on four boats. We had three six-pack boats that took care of them. And then I put them on the lovely Martha in San Francisco. I said, we'll put all the management on the small boats so you guys can talk all <laughs> what you want to talk about. And I said, uh, we'll call the lovely Martha the employee break room and We'll let them fish on, uh, the employees fish on there. They'll be happy to not have you over their shoulders, and you guys can talk about what you want to talk about. So that's, yeah, that's what we did that day. Well, that works out well, not to mention memories forever that these people are having. Zach, it's been a great year for Sturgeon. I know it's got to be tough to move, but uh, the Fisherman's Wharf parking space that you seem to have over there kind of works rather well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really nice. It's kind of a mini vacation. You know, a lot of times people uh we'll say oh you're all the way out in san francisco i go you know what i'm right by the bait and i'm right by the golden gate i go we get our bait before anybody else and we get out the gate most of the time before anybody else so you got more fishing time and when we get done at the end of the day you can stand with the crowd and watch us clean fish or you can go over to scomas get yourself some lazy man's chipino get yourself some chowder grab a cocktail grab a beer uh, give me 45 minutes and i'll have them all packed and ice and ready to go so it's it's really nice setup there Folks, if you'd like to get out and have a great day of fishing, whether it's salmon fishing, sturgeon fishing, halibut fishing, give them a shout. Get on board with Gate Crashers. I guarantee you one of the finest experiences you're going to have with one of the most educated and informative guides. And not to mention uh, his partner on the deal, too. He's got a co-captain that knows just a little bit about everything out there. Virginia probably, probably hooks more than you right now, doesn't she? Yeah, she's really good. You know, she's going to be running some uh, trips this year on the weekends for uh, salmon and and also for halibut. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. You know, she's she's been fishing really hard with me for the last six years, and uh, you know, I haven't held anything back. I'm 53 now, and she's always like, "Ah, you're super young," and I believe I am super young. But you know, sometimes there's things you want to pass on to people because. 
you know, life can be long or life can be short. You just never know. And, and uh, I've given her everything I got. So uh, go out and fish with her. Come out and fish with me. Uh, love to get, have you on the boat. Hey, I ran across something in the closet yesterday and made me think of you. And I'm going to send it over to you or get it to you one way or another. It's an old black beanie. It says Lucky Strike Charters across the front of it. Brand new. Never been worn. Good friend of oh. mine gave it to me. You might know him. Yeah, yeah. I miss RT every day. Captain Rich Tipton with Lucky Strike Charters, and uh, you're, he was uh, one of your mentors, no question about it, and I know you worked with him well. So I've got that little hat. I'm going to pass it on to you. You may have one, but this one's important to me, so I'm going to give it back to you. Oh, Thank you, Seth. I appreciate that. Thanks very much. Jack, give them all the hookup information they need. they got to get on board with you, Virginia, and have a great day on the water. Yeah, for sure. You can uh, find us on the web at gatecrasherfishing.com. Also, um, Follow our daily reports on uh, Instagram, Gatecrasher Fishing. Uh, or you can give us a call, 925-497-7171. Yeah, we'd love to have you on the boat. Um, kids of all age, families, we'd love to have you as well. We don't have any age limits or nothing like that. So uh, give us a shout. We'd love to get you out there on the salt water and catch salmon or halibut, whatever you want to do. You got it, partner. Thanks much. Gatecrasher Fishing Adventures. Captain Zach Medinas, don't miss out on the opportunity, folks. Zach, thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Anytime, my friend. Take care. You know, uh, he's a great guy, great captain, and so knowledgeable, and he's really pushing this catch-and-release stuff going on with the sturgeon right now, trying to make sure that our populations are maintained out there. And I hope all of you guys out there will be doing that because we need the fisheries, and you need them too to last forever so you can keep guiding and doing the things you enjoy doing too. Speaking of guides enjoying stuff, I talked to this guy the other day. He was telling me how great the fishing is. Let's go out to the Delta right now. Let's climb on board striper fishing with Jeff Suhu with Suhu Sport Fishing. Good morning, Captain. Good morning. Every time I talk to you, you sound like you're moving a safe around in your boat. What in the world do you do? Oh, just getting ready here. We're <laughs> waiting for our group. A little late departure today, so... Well, it, hanging out here, getting getting all new leaders on, getting everything tied up, ready to go for the I, group. I know how that works. I just had one of our captains that's going to be checking in with us later on send me a note. Is all my clients showed up, no fishing licenses this morning. Oh, gee, that never happened. Quite a few of those this year. I'll, I'll bet that never happens. Yeah, I, more and more people. Everybody thinks that we carry them right on board with us, and we can issue one on the spot. But you know, the departments out there changing regulations and computerizing everything. Does your computer on the boat work? I didn't, I didn't think so. Jeff, tell our listeners what's going on with the striper action out there. You were a happy camper the other day. Oh, yeah, same deal, you know, like we've been talking. You know, the bite's been fantastic. You know, the spawn's still on, full bore. You know, there's just there's just loads of fish down there. You know, just getting them, to, you know, to, to bite's a different story. Um but you know we're we've been we've been bringing the bait we've been fishing the bait till we run out and we've been running out pretty darn early uh, every day. Um, you know we got four rods out. We're getting two or three at a time. Sometimes four on at a time. You know, it's it's just been amazing. Well, when you're in them, you're in them. When you're not in them, you know it. There's no question about that. But the coolest part about it is they're gonna go on a bite. It's gonna happen. And when's it happening for you? What part of the tide do you think is the best action right now? You know, we've been fishing a whole that that outgo's been real good. Income we're fishing different areas. Today we have some income. You know, we'll probably have the last part of that income when I shoot out the harbor today and uh we'll see how that does. But I've been fishing that uh that outgo all week and it's been it, it's pretty much as soon as we drop the gear in before I 
first few lines in the water are normally hooked up before I get the other lines in. How about the grade so, of fish? What do you see in as far as size? A little different every day. You know, I had uh, one day, I had a two-day charter. The first day, we saw only three shakers and just wide open fishing, three shakers. Everything's, you know, probably about you know, anywhere from 19 to 24 inches. And uh, the next day, same same group came out on, on the second day, and we started. We saw a lot of shakers, and, and the grade uh, fell that day. Um, the first day, we did get one about 17 pounds. So everything just fell. It's just different day to day. You know, uh, my last trip, we lost yesterday because of the wind. So I guess Thursday we were out, and we had a really nice grade of fish. And I had a, a friend that was just a little bit below me, and they had they had a, a much smaller grade. So every day is different, just depending where you're at. You know, you could be off a little bit by a few hundred yards, and, and it's just, you know, different groups of fish. Are you finding that the fish are completely mixed with little stunted short ones in there with the big ones, or are you finding that schools of like size you're, you're intercepting? Exactly. It's pretty much been a like size. You know, the, the, it's been a like size what, what we're getting a day, you know, every day. So, so if you're a happy if camper, a smaller fish. you get into six to eight pounders, you're a happy camper and not going anywhere is my guess. Oh, yeah, I'm not leaving. There's no need to leave. There's just so much fish right now. Pretty much anywhere you stop, you're going to catch fish right now. now. Let's see. The next place these fish are going to go, they're coming down the river systems from be post-spawn here shortly, but it'll keep going for a while. Some of them haven't figured out what's going on yet. Then they'll come down, they'll hit the bay, they'll eat a little bit there, they'll go out the gate, some of the big ones will go out the gate, and they'll turn around and come back in again and repopulate the delta and the bay, and they'll be fueled up and ready to go for another season of normal fishing. But this period right now is just exceptional for everybody, and I know they're catching them from the west delta all the way up to some of the upper reaches right now. It's all going on. Jeff, how much longer do you think this is going to hold for you? I think it's going to go well. I'm only here till next Friday is my last trip um, before we kind of settle down. We'll do some kids got graduation and do some family things before we head down to the salt. So uh, I think the bite's going to go through probably mid June. Mid June will still be pretty should be pretty steady because typically we leave about mid June and we normally leave them biting. Uh, I mean, we normally leave them biting wide open, when, it's you know, every year. Just a terrible so. thing to have, wide open bites, and you got to <laughs> leave one fish to go catch another one. Folks, this is the time of year we all wait for. It's all busting loose and going to continue busting loose. Don't waste time. Make your reservations. Get your gang of guys together and get on board and get out into the action. Whether you fish with Jeff out here in the Delta for stripers or hook up with him over at Emeryville, it doesn't make any difference. Just plan ahead and make sure you do have spots on board. Jeff, give them the hookup information they need. You can uh, check us out uh, at suhusportfishing.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram for our daily reports. Uh, we, we post daily our, our results for the day, all our photos, and what's been happening. And we'll be relocating down to Emeryville here in uh, probably the second week of June is when I'll start running the boat. Uh, we'll be running the Kingfish this summer. Uh, so get your reservations on there. And uh, like they say, the halibut bite is going to be pretty killer this year. And hopefully the salmon show up strong and, and we'll be good to go. I think you're looking for a great season for both of those species, Captain. No problem about it. Captain Jeff Suhu, sport, Suhu Sport Fishing. Give him that phone number again real quick. It's 925-899-4045. Give me a call, folks. All right, Captain, have a great day on the water. Go ahead and finish cleaning up your boat and tying leaders now. Take care. <laughs>
Right on. Thank you. Thank you very much. He's a great guy. I hope you all have an opportunity to get out there with him. Uh, There's a lot of guys going fishing. I noticed a lot of guys heading up with bass boats this morning, heading to Berryessa. I hear Randy Pringle and uh, Best Bass Tournaments are up there today with a big event. And uh, a lot of bass boats have been racing around. So that means one thing. The bass are coming off spawn, and they are probably just going nuts right now out there having a great bite going on. All you bass fishermen out there, remember, take care of those fish and release them healthy if you have the opportunity. And if not, just get the fillets right off the side and fry them up and eat them for dinner because you know me, I like trout. Let's take a quick break right now. When we come back, it'll be time for RVing and destinations. And then Captain J.D. Ritchie's got a Pyramid Tahoe recording you need to hear about right after this quick break. It's time you head to the calm and productive waters of Bodega Bay and climb aboard the newest and nicest charter boat around, the Real Magic. Owned and operated by Mike Ogney and Captain Merlin Cole, this fully updated 34-foot catamaran is 12 feet wide, extremely stable, and powered by 700 horsepower. Equipped with all the latest in electronics and state-of-the-art equipment to ensure a successful day, the Real Magic will get you on the fish fast and back to harbor in comfort and safety. Don't miss your opportunity to fish with the best. Real Magic. Call 707-875-BOLT and check them out on the web at realmagicsportfishingcharters.com. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lorenz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorenz Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. Brad's Sight, Sit, and vibrations. That's what makes Brad's super baits and cut plugs killers for salmon, trout, and kokanee. And here's a tip. If you haven't tried the kokanee and mini cut plugs for midday salmon, large trout, or landlocked kings, you're absolutely missing out on the action. Brad's killer fish is the truest running J-plug on the market. Just ask the NorCal guides. It's quickly becoming the go-to plug for solid hookups. Check Brad's out at your favorite tackle retailer or at Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. 
It's time for RVing and destinations sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value and pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of Awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. Getting ready to hit the road this weekend? If you're a seasoned traveler, your RV already has tools on board to handle emergencies like pliers, wrenches, duct tape, and those things you can't live without. But you still need to double check on other things like flashlights and lanterns. Do the batteries need changing? Do you have extra batteries on board? How about your first aid kit? Replace those band-aids you might have used on previous trips. Have you got plenty of sunblock, lotions, bug bite remedies, sunglasses? Is there enough toilet paper on board for God's sakes? Bags for garbage and trash. How about road flares? Check out the generator and fuel. Is it running properly? And you'll certainly need windshield cleaner. Think through the plans of your meals plus snacks that you're going to need, especially if you're going to stay in a semi-secluded location not too close to general stores. This is important if you're planning a longer trip or just the weekend, too. It's possible to restock on the road, but you need to locate major grocery outlets with parking spaces that will accommodate your RV rig. And while you're thinking meals, be sure to turn on your refrigerator a day or two before you leave so it'll be cold when you're ready to load it and leave. Besides, thinking through your meals, think about other supplies you might need, like cool weather gear, extra blankets, dish soap, cleanser, dirty laundry bags, plus games, decks of cards, and books. It might rain, and the TV might not always work. And God forbid you lose the Internet. And be sure to check out travel applications covering your destinations. They can help you make plans, locate campgrounds and RVs, and put you on the road to the travel to the right places and more. So your RV becomes more and more like a home the more you travel in it. It's a wonderful way to get out and enjoy the outdoors. And the more you go, the more efficient you become. And with a great checkoff list, you'll be pretty calm and heading out for your next adventure. Go for it. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and a huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and I had a good discussion with Captain J.D. Ritchie about Pyramid Lake fishing. The lake's still open up there right now, but he's making a move over to Tahoe. We recorded this for last week's show, but it's still pertinent, and info is solid for today. Take a listen to this. 
Good morning, Seb. JD here. My last week at Pyramid Lake for the season. The uh, the season actually lasts here until it closes July 1st and won't open up again until October 1st. However, I am going to go back home and start fishing Tahoe again uh, starting uh, Wednesday, I think it is. So a few more trips here at Pyramid. The fishing this week has been a little bit up and down. Uh, one day we catch a bunch of nice fish that are all they're all chrome and you know six to ten pounds, just just beautiful fish. They look like steelhead almost. And the next day we kind of scratch and claw. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the weather's been funky. A couple days ago it was snowing, and then it's been blowing and cloudy one day, and and it's getting warm. And it's just the I think the barometer is all over the map. And these fish are a little confused. Plus. This time of year over here, they're coming off the spawn and they're, they get a little kind of off for a while. And then once they kind of settle back in and get into their normal patterns, they start eating again, but I'll be gone by then. <laughs> but, uh, so it's, it's, it's pretty quiet here. There's really almost zero, uh, fly fishermen on the bank and only a handful of boats a day. So it's, uh, it's pretty nice in that regard. Um, and, and like I say, the fishing has been good and then it's kind of inconsistent, I guess you'd say, uh, we've been doing, um, mostly trolling anywhere from the surface down to, oh, 20, 25 feet and a whole host of stuff. seems like every day something different works. Mag lips, Lyman lures, uh, various spoons. Um, let's see what else, you know, Rapala's, that kind of stuff. Um, anything that looks like a fish essentially. And, uh, the color has been all over the map, just like the fishing. It's, it's just that time of year. Things are a little, little funky here. So like I say, I'll be back here early October when the lake opens back up and the fishing typically then is absolutely phenomenal. So looking forward to that. And then as far as Tahoe goes, I was home uh, last week a little bit and the fishing for Mackinac has been outstanding. I mean, really good fishing. We also caught some Browns, uh, up to about five or six pounds last trip out. And again, there's there's kind of several ways to go about it. We've been catching some of those max jigging. The browns have been up near the surface on Rapalas and that kind of stuff. Um, we've also caught uh, max drift fishing with minnows, and uh, there's a bunch of guys trolling for them too. So it's uh, it's a really good time of year over there. Going to be in the Tahoe Keys Marina, and uh, so we'll have the boat in the water and ready to go every day. So looking forward to that. And it should be a really good season. Uh, the lake is low. There's several boat ramps at Tahoe that are closed uh, for the season already, <laughs> just due to low water. It's not like going over to Shasta Lake and seeing 300 vertical feet or whatever it is of, of muddy bank up to the rim. Tahoe is only about five feet down, but it's a giant body of water. And so... Uh, it doesn't from from an outsider standpoint it doesn't really look low but when you start looking around yeah there's there's a water line about five feet up on the rocks and and so therefore the boat ramps are going to be very crowded this year the ones that are open so just kind of plan on that if you're going to come up uh like i said the fishing should be good the lake has actually come up uh, a little bit with this uh last you know, i guess i guess winter we'll, we'll call april winter this year <laughs> Uh, we got, uh, got a few storms in there. Um, just not too many days ago. I got days are 
are kind of blending together. But uh, earlier in the week, or was that last weekend? I don't know. We got probably six inches of snow at, at the lake level. So, um, you know, that water's got to go somewhere. So luckily we're getting a little bit. It's better than nothing. Certainly not a drought buster, but we're happy to see any precipitation at this point, although it's it's starting to warm up and uh, that might be the end of that. So anyway, uh, looks like a good summer efficient. So uh, if you want to get up here onto Tahoe or want to get on the books for Pyramid in the fall, give me a call at 530-307-9817. And of course, you can always book online at www.thesportfisher.com. And, uh, and you can check me out at fishwithjd.com as well. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for having me on. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Hey, we're back, and I'm supposed to be talking now, and I'm reading something else. You know, it's so, it's so nice to be back in the studio after a week off. I forgot everything that I knew how to do. You know, Chris, just turn on the mic and take over for me anytime that I'm asleep and here at the wheel. It's no big deal. Yeah, the folks love dead air out there, and I've got, <laughs> I've got a little problem. Hey, you, did you guys hear about a five-foot sturgeon being caught at Lake Berryessa? First thing I did was get real skeptical with something like that. I thought, a five-foot sturgeon at Lake Berryessa? I fished Lake Berryessa all my life, never seen it before, but I guess it's possible. Then I hear the story, buddy of mine, Eagleton, the trolling patrolman. You remember him, John. I know you're listening out there. Sends me a note. He caught it on a spinning reel set, and I'm going, all right, that's fake. Are you sure it's Berryessa in the background? Oh, yeah, it looks like Berryessa. So I go watch the video, VX Outdoors on YouTube, and here they are, five-foot sturgeon on a spinning rod. However, it was about an eight-and-a-half-foot spinning rod. They were out there catching big catfish in the shallows up at the north end, intercepted a five-foot-long or longer white sturgeon, probably weighed 60, 80 pounds or better, and they released it right back into the water and let it swim away after about a one-hour fight of that fish. So... Berryessa, how's the sturgeon fishing there this week? We'll find out more, I'm sure, because somebody else is going to target them right away. It's time for us to get hooked up with a man. Do you have that little music jingle? Hit it. Fishing is fine, but hooking is the only way. We're going to show you how to catch some fish today. And that just means one thing, that our good friend Alan Fong with Alan Fong Outdoors on the YouTube channel is joining us live right now. Good morning, Alan. Morning. How you doing? I'm doing good. Did you see that story on that five-foot sturgeon? Yeah. You know, a long time ago, they planted them in a lot of lakes. Shasta has them. Folsom has them. Yeah. Yeah, there's they're, quite. They're all over. They are, <laughs> and folks don't even know it. But uh, back in the 1970s, they put them in a, quite a few lakes. But there was yeah, natural did. populations like Lake Shasta. They, you know, sturgeon would go up there to spawn before everything else was going on in our river systems. So a lot of them yeah. got trapped there, but they did some natural plantings. I know people that have caught sturgeon up at Shasta. And believe me, it's quite a surprise for a lot of folks up there. But it was great, yeah. great to see it caught on a spinning reel, about an eight, eight and a half foot spinning rod and a spinning reel that had to be like a midsize. And he got that 60 to 80 pounder in all the way from shore. That's what's amazing on a fighting a fish like that. Oh, yeah. I've heard back in the days in Folsom where guys would be out there fishing and they'd see something perch out of the water and they thought it was a Loch Ness monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe me, there's been a lot of guys think that out in the bay sometimes or sitting in the delta when you get these, 
six and eight footers that jump right next to your boat. <laughs> what the who fell overboard is the first thing I yeah. think of. Well, Alan, uh, just yeah. I watched your video again the other night. Your tips as well as your trip that you took out there. It looks like chatterbaits are still ruling the delta right now. Yeah, right now, you know, I'm catching all my stripers and bass on them. You know, they're all in there feeding on crawdads in the weeds. And, you know, I'm, all these guide boats are going by me out there in 10 feet of water drifting minnows. And a lot of the bigger fish are up, tucked up in the weeds in two, three feet of water. That's how they get big, by being smart and hanging out of that path. They've been that uh, hole punched in the lip <laughs> trick. They've already done that before. They want to sit back yep. and wait for something a little bit more natural to come along. But you're really doing more than just throwing a chatterbait. You're matching the hatch, aren't you? You're throwing out yeah. specific colors. Go ahead and tell them about it. We try to, you know, we try to, We once in a while, you know, we'll take one and clean it. And they're all full of crawdads, the stripers. And um, a lot of the times we'll look at the ones that are that just got eaten. And they're a little bit light green color with a little orangish on them. So I just, you know, get like a green pumpkin with orange on it. Sometimes I have to dye the skirt, put the trailer on the match, and it's like crazy, off the hook. I took a couple of friends, these two gals, and I thought I was going to be doing backlashes all morning. And it was on um, Tuesday when it was blowing like hell. And, uh, shoot, they didn't get any backlash. They caught, they out, caught more than I did. Well, it's <laughs> probably because you were such a good instructor, don't you think? Yeah, I just point where to cast. Hey, Alan, you casually mentioned trailers. I think that's a very important part of your presentation out there. What are you using for the trailers? Any particular color? Uh, yeah, I use the Yamamoto Jackal orange one. And then um, Big Bite Bait came out with this new trailer, and it's dynamite. And it's bright orange, and I didn't think it would be that productive, but, you know, it's crazy on fire. And the thing is, it's like, you know, fish, people don't understand, fish don't see colors like we do. They see shades. So if you get anything close, you know, it's good. And I always said, like, sometimes, like, bait fish shed, you try to imitate it. You know, Mother Nature gives all creatures to be able to change colors so they match the habitats. Otherwise, they'd all be gone if they all stuck out like a sore thumb. So sometimes matching exactly don't work. <laughs> Well, and but a lot of be careful. But a lot of times it does. You know, you never know which way to go. And I'm sure you've tossed out lures before that you had no clue if it was going to work at all, and were shocked when it did. Yep, that's right. Gotta try it. uh, I I trolled for years out in the Delta doing the old uh, wild thing bit. You know, trolling jigs, trolling anything in the world, rappelas. Bagley's. Oh, yeah. We pulled all of those, and we had the white little worm tailing off the back end on the right barb so that it hung precisely right and had great yeah. action. So it didn't tilt yeah. the lure or anything, and it kept it running straight. That was my go-to all the time. Is that still a good go-to, or is there improvements from that that you feel are more productive? No. Basically, like a lot of these guys trolling stripers, they tell you to hold the lure up, look at the hook, treble hook and whatever one straight with the body whether it's on top or bottom put it on that hook absolutely and when you pull it alongside the boat you know it's going straight it's not going off to the side and you'll have a lot better success well that's exactly what it takes and speaking of good success it looks like your producer's having a lot of good success out there holding up some pigs in the last shots i saw yeah you know that's doing really well she's learning a lot and 
catch them, but she has a tendency of slacking up once in a while on the big ones, and they seem to get off all the time. Yeah, I saw you giving her Still a bad there. You were giving her a bad time about a week ago on that on a video. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, well, that's the only way you learn, right? Like, yeah, missing. Hey, Swinging and I missing. Give the guy, <laughs> I want to give the guys a tip, but I'm probably going to get killed. All right. I so like I those kind of this tips. This week, so Wednesday, I decided I'm going to go try a lake, and I get up there, and I see Richie Height. I see Troy Bar, and there's not a whole lot of boats there, but I see these two guys, and I'm going, uh-huh. So we unlocked the boat, and we had a little trouble with the boat because Roger didn't. He didn't use the boat for six months, and the starting battery died on him. So we were up there jumping everything, and we finally crippled it and got it running, and it, we were up at Stampede. It is off the hook. I mean, you couldn't even – we put one rod out. I tried to stack, and before I could even stack it, it'd go off. So we tried – from surface down to 50 feet and caught them everywhere. Never went more than 30 feet without hooking one. I've heard guys are <laughs> catching over 20 fish an hour out there. Oh, yeah. It, no, that that's slow. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm serious. And it, if they're doing, they only get 20, they're doing something wrong. <laughs> and it is a quality-looking fish, too, isn't it? Very healthy, nice and 13 chunky. 13 to 15 inch. Uh, 13 to 15 already. Last year, they barely made it to that size. So the fewer fish that they put into the lake is compensating. And obviously, there's more bait fish available or more bait available within the lake. So these fish are growing to much better sizes. But remember, they were smaller because the Department of Fish and Wildlife uses the Truckee River as the source those fish will be swimming out. They use that for the source of the eggs for the kokanee salmon plants throughout the state. So they wanted to make sure there was an abundant number of fish available to get eggs from. But what they've adjusted yeah. down, based on the size, they adjusted those plants so that they'll get a larger fish out of there. And, you know, i got to congratulate the Department of Fish and Wildlife for a couple of things that they've done. And I know I've maligned them a few times myself on other issues. But they have done a spectacular job with the kokanee program and the king salmon program in the state from the volunteers in Project Kokanee and Kokanee Power in the old days, bringing it up to the point that it's at right now with landlocked king salmon, freshwater king salmon available in many, many lakes as part of the permanent plan that they have. The Kokanee Salmon Program has been a huge success, not only for the Kokanee fishermen, but for the bass fishermen and everybody else, the big brown trout fishermen. All of those have benefited from it. So the department has taken on the full responsibility with support from Kokanee Power and Project Kokanee, obviously. But they're doing the job. They've accepted it. And it's rolling. And it is a success. We've got to compliment them when they do a great job. And they are yeah. doing a great job on these two programs. Uh, Alan, real quick, no. one of the things that we're all talking about is Berryessus should be better than it is right now. Everybody's talking, oh, is it the O2 count? I don't think that's the case. I mean, we had some major league waves coming across that lake the last few days. I had 30 and 40 mile an hour winds at my house, and I'm only about yeah. five miles away as a crow flies. I think it's going to happen. You know, a couple years ago when Berryessa was real good, like three years ago, and then the next year it got real slow. And then, you know, we were thinking what happened to all the fish, the low water, the auction level killed them. And then the next year, Big old ass fish, you know, showed up. They just, you know, they they make a living. They go down somewhere else where we're not able to catch them, where we don't know where they're at. And then all of a sudden, when things come back to normal, you know, you're catching 17 inch fish where they couldn't have happened overnight. So those fish do survive. They they can survive. So I think Berryessa, it's been a weird year. It didn't turn over, 
And I think everything's going to be really late there. Yeah, the last three days we've really had some good, strong north winds blowing along there. And those are the warm water, you know, warm water, warm air, everything rolling the lake. So I have a feeling that uh, you're right, that it is going to pop. I, I don't hear many stories about rainbows right now. I'm kind of concerned that I'm not hearing about the two- and three-pound rainbows up there. But uh, the king salmon bite has been decent. Uh, a lot of the trollers are starting to intercept him, and the uh, kokanee guys are starting to look for him to school, and they haven't started schooling up yet. But i got to keep telling you, it's early. They it's will. early. It's early. They will. Mother Nature that knows. That lake is so late this year. Yeah. You know, so Mother Nature yeah. does what she feels like doing, just like your wife. Yep. Confusing. <laughs> Got that right. Alan Fong with Alan Fong Outdoors. Be sure to check out his YouTube channel and get yourself a free subscription to it. Just go over there and click subscribe. You won't get any bills or anything, but you will get tips, tricks, and a trip every single week on there with a couple of videos that he posts each week. Alan, thanks so much for what you do for us, and we appreciate you sharing your knowledge with our, sh- our show's listeners. Take care, and thanks All for right. hooking up with us, bud. See you there. All right, take care. Great information from a great, knowledgeable guy. Take a quick break right now. When we come back, it's time for Mr. Mike Ogney to tell us what's going on outside the gate. Captain Jay Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing invites you to climb aboard his 26-foot parker, the Right Hook, berthed at Martinez, for an enjoyable day or night of fishing on the productive sturgeon and striper waters of Sassoon Bay and the Delta. One of the fastest six-pack boats around, the Right Hook has a fully enclosed heated cabin that easily accommodates up to six anglers, fully rigged with all the marine electronics and high-quality fishing gear you'll need. Right Hook Sport Fishing keeps their clients in the action, moving seasonally from the ocean to the bays. Halibut, stripers, sturgeon, rockfish, salmon, or albacore. Whatever the quarry, wherever it hides, Captain Jay Lopes will get you there and back in comfort and safety. Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? Founded in 1950. Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect real. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. There's a new ghost in town. There's a new ghost in town. Ghost Bait and Tackle at 2550 West El Camino Avenue in Sacramento, owned and operated by Cedric Ghostin. Ghost Bait and Tackle supplies anglers with all the fresh water, warm water, and saltwater tackle and accessories for a great day on the water. Rods, reels, live and frozen baits, swim baits, jigs, line, hooks, lures, spinners, terminal tackle, and a whole lot more. Located between I-5 and I-80 at 2550 West. West El Camino Avenue, Ghost B&T opens at 5 a.m. seven days a week.
week with easy on-off freeway access to save your valuable fishing time. Catch the fishing spirit with Ghost Bait and Tackle. 916-692-8520. Brands is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorance Chirp with side scan and downscan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. Now, here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? If I got any better, I'd be at home on the couch right now, my friend. <laughs> well, we got about three and a half. We got three and a half or four minutes here for you to tell us everything going on in the salt and in the bay. Well, you know, it, it's it's you know, I don't have a lot of great news for the coast, but I do have some great news. We're seeing very unusual conditions and still some really good fishing. What we're what we've been seeing for three straight weeks up is win win win. Looked at the Bodega Bay buoy this morning. Again, it was blowing 20, uh, 22 out of the northwest, gusting 27. And the interesting thing I oh, saw Oh, that's was way too high a number. <laughs> water, it's, way, it's a way high number at the bottom. Put a 10-foot swell on top of it. Oh, uh, no but, thanks. Yeah, so we're looking at like, a, like a 34. But water temp is just, is just nosedive. It's 46 degrees at the Bodega Bay buoy this morning. Um, it's been that temp all night long. So we're seeing full-blown upwelling like we have not seen in, in probably years. It's just That is good news. Good news. It, it's great news. Now, Ricky Powers snuck out yesterday on the 65-foot new sea. Ricky's a, a longtime good friend of mine. He got, despite 46-degree water and it blowing all week long, he trolled for just a couple of hours for salmon, and he put in four salmon to 16 pounds, and then he switched over and went rock cod fishing, had nine limits of rock fish and three ling cod to 17 pounds. But what's amazing is even 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 scratching out four salmon and losing a, a few others in those conditions just is such a great sign of how many fish are actually offshore here. Now, we saw some limits up off of uh, Eureka beginning of the week. They're getting limits out of Crescent City. We got a ton of salmon on the coast. We're just waiting on weather, and uh, we're getting impatient. It's been it's been th- we've been watching the wind blow for three weeks. We want to go fishing, and we can't get wait to get our, our our clients out. There are fish offshore, and as soon as this as soon as Mother Nature gives us a, a break, we're going to see some great scores from Half Moon Bay to the to the Oregon border. Yeah. I- Hoping to get a hold of Tony Zapolvita for next week. I know his salmon season opened up up there, and he's got to be into him up there. What they do you have mean? limits. They, they've been getting limits, 240 feet of water, right outside of the Jaws. I was talking to my good buddy, uh, Gary Blassie, on the uh, Sea Weasel, and he basically said it doesn't matter where you where, where you drop, drop the gear. They have all these schools of sardines up there, which is great to hear that we have sardines back on the coast. He says there's fish up and down the entire area, and it's just looking really good. So 
We have fish everywhere. They're a different grade. They're a little bit smaller up off of of, uh, Eureka. We've been seeing a lot of 10 to 15-pound fish off of uh, Half Moon Bay. And um, I would love to tell you about uh, about Bodega Bay, but (laughs) the real magic hasn't been out in two weeks. Well, Mike, what's the best day going to be for salmon fishing for the entire season? The best day is going to be the day that you're out in the water, sub. It's going to be August 15th this year. Is it? That must be the day that you're going fishing with me. That's the day I'm going fishing with you on The Real Magic with a few friends, and we are going to have a blast out there like we've done before. Peak fishing, folks, in August. Yeah, and then everybody has to, you know, we got so many fish here on the coast. We're going to see a lot of fish up in the, the rivers. We got, you know... Even the the better thing, Sap, is right now the, the the Department of Fish and Wildlife is trucking all their salmon down to the bay due to the the drought and the warm water up in the rivers. Those fish are going to be finding ice cold waters full of food for them. It, it just it kind of it just lays a, 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 a giant table out for them to grow and get fat and we're in great fishing next season. So I'm uh, I'm optimistic. All this wind is. A lot of people get a little bit sour about it, but it's Mother Nature's way of just setting the stage of better things to come. All right, Mike Ogney with USAFishing.com and The Real Magic out of Bodega Bay. Mike, real quick, give them the hookup information so they can get on The Real Magic. We're almost full, completely full through July, but we have lots of room in August and September, and that number is 875-BOAT. That's right. We keep it simple for us fishing folks. Mike, thanks for hooking up with us this week. We appreciate it, my friend, and we really look forward to August 15th with you on board. Can't wait. All right, partner, take care. Thank you much for hooking up with us. You know, folks, there's a lot more show right around the corner, a whole nother hour. We're going striper fishing. We're talking kokanee. We're going bluefin with Senior Tuna. Hook it up with Troy Barr talking Whiskey Town, Barry S. A shaver, and more. And the Eagle Lake opener's coming up, too, right after this. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance Electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsman. Summer is right around the corner. Now is the time to come up with a plan for training your dog, whether it's upland game, waterfowl, working on something specific, 
working on retrieve, building up bird drive, obedience, or puppy training. Call Olive Hill Kennels to line up a lesson and we can work with your dog in the field and come up with a game plan together that works for you and your family. We are doing lessons Tuesdays through Saturdays from 8 to noon. Give us a call with any questions or to line up a lesson at 530-735-6217 or check us out at olivefieldkennels.com. If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. The Northern California coast is ground zero for ocean king salmon fishing, and the flagship of the Eureka fleet is the vessel Shellback, owned and operated by professional angler and veteran captain Tony Sepulveda of Greenwater Fishing Adventures. On the doorstep of the best salmon fishing on the planet, usually fishing within three miles of the harbor, the entire area is the home of the state's largest Pacific halibut, too. Experience the best. Greenwater Fishing Adventures, the North Coast's most exciting guide service, offering great ocean action plus river trips for freshwater salmon steel head and stripers too. Check out EurekaFishing.net or call Tony Sepulveda now at 707-845-9588. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and like I promise you, we got a whole new show ahead in this hour. We're going to kick it off in just a minute with... Captain James Netzel, he's striper fishing the Delta right now, and uh, he said it's been a spectacular season. We'll check in and find out that. Gary Urk, the president of California Inland Fisheries, is here. We're talking Kokanee, the Kokanee forecast, and some updates on some great action going on all over. Senior Tune is going to be joining us with bluefin action in the San Diego area. And speaking of that, Kent Brown is going to be picking up 84 pounds of bluefin tuna. From Tuna himself, Senior Tuna. We're we'll going to give him a bad time about that later on. Troy Barr's got a Whiskey Town, Barry S. a Shaver, and a lot more to talk about. Tim Noxon hooks up with us live from Eagle Lake. Well, I don't know if he's at Eagle Lake right now, but the opener's next weekend, and we're going to tell you all about it. And, of course, Dave Hurley joins us, the editor of Western Outdoor News, to get you up to speed on all the opportunities. Let's waste no time. Let's hook up with the man himself, Striper Fishing in the Delta, and it has been great, according to the last note I got from him. Spectacular season. Let's hook up with Captain James Netzel of Tidelines Guide Service. Good morning, James. Hey, James, you there? James is coming in and out. How about it, James? Are you with me now? I, I remember, James. I'm going to call you. Yes, you are going to call me back because I just dumped you. And joining me live in the studio, see, this is why I've got you here, Gary. We'll just delay him and put your segment on first. Joining us now is the man himself from California and the Fisheries Foundation, the president, Mr. Gary Irk, joins us live. Hey, let's turn that one on, partner. Okay, you're on now. Yep. How you doing? Good morning. I am doing well. You know, I've been talking to a lot of the guys about uh, kokanee fishing lately, and some of them are getting frustrated already. They aren't schooling up yet. And I'm going, oh, man, it seems a little early for that. We used to not go out fishing for these things till July or August. 
We're eager, aren't we? Yeah, we are. The world's shifting, and us guys have been doing this for a long time, thinking people that fish for kokanee in the February, the January, even March, and complain about not getting a bite. We never started until May. <laughs> June, and, July, yeah. or August, man. So it, it, it's shifting, and us old guys kind of have to shift with it. But right now, Seth, it is off the hook. It is easier to list the lake or two that the fish aren't biting at than all the other lakes that are on fire. And... If there's one near you, just fish proximity. Save save your six dollar gallon gas and hit the lake that's close. But if you want the largest fish in the lake, six sixty nine, one hundred and seventy seven dollars and twenty nine cents to fill my two fifty. Uh, I've got a I've got a a, a thirty eight gallon tank, and so mine would be close to two hundred dollars too. It just it's it's outrageous. So how do how do we stop dropping six dollar bills for every ten miles we're towing our boats? We fish coconut. fish locally, yeah. And the go- local kokanee fishing ain't all that bad either. No. Now, Gary, the guys up at uh, Whiskey Town last week, Troy Barr was up there. We'll be talking to him later on. They're spanking them. They're just jumping in the boat. Why do we have all this early season action? We 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 always struggle with water problems in our lakes. Shasta's down to fifty percent. You know, Darius is at sixty-one, but it's only but, thirty-one feet down. But it's making for rich water, which makes plankton, which the kokanee thrive on, and they are getting fat, and they're getting fat early, and that's just phys- physiology. It's the way they work. Shaver Lake, one of the lakes that everybody's just going, what? Yeah, you know, it's always been a good kokanee lake, but they drained it a few years ago, and we're seeing. You've talked about it before, where when a new water comes on board, the the biology really pushes fish to that very big footprint that doesn't last very long because everything comes back to the mean enjoy it while you got it That's because right. shaver's not going to be providing 20 inch 18 inch kokanee going forward forever but it has produced them in the past it too. has yes in fact there were 20 and 21 inch kokanee there back in the years when i was doing television shows for uh with daryl LaMonica. i can't even remember the name of the show now uh, americana outdoors and uh, we did a couple of shows down there and had an absolutely great time. Didn't catch any of the pigs, but somebody was always catching one around us. It always seems to be in the other boat, <laughs> you know. But Did you see the one that guy caught? <laughs> yeah, should have been here yesterday. We know how that goes. But in, you go out with a limit of kokanee, you're going to slab them out, whether you flay them or cook them whole. Great eating, great, great fight. It's the experience. What more could you ask for? Well, you know, Alan Fong's been racing up to uh, Bullard's Bar every now and then, and uh, Bullard's, as we all know, is an abundant lake. Yep. We we try to engineer our lakes the best we can and keep in mind that the organizations that work with the Department of Fish and Wildlife, we're always operating in arrears. We never know what the water situation is going to be like in a particular year. We don't know exactly if, how the the egg collection is going to behave, the, the raising in the hatcheries if something goes sideways. So it, it's... We're always looking through the rearview mirror. It's very difficult to get ahead of it just because of so many variables that we have no control over. And, you know, that's exactly what the department feels, too. When yeah. they're raising, they, they go out and they collect about a million and a half eggs, and they're hoping to God they have seven, 800,000 to stock into the lake every year. It is, and they don't want to have too many because we're not in the, the world where we can just dump them in a hole anymore. We have to manage them properly, and we can't dump them in any old lake anymore like Folsom Lake used to be for us. Yeah. And so – the whole management principles that they're learning to live within now, we are the recipients of those rules and regulations. And as partners, we got to make sure we we have put some thought behind it. And, and we're seeing that thought right now with these big fish coming in or abundant fish coming in right now because Bullers Bar, they're not big, but 10 fish limit and people, you know, four people in a boat, 40 fish. When we it's started easy. talking about Bullers Bar 
30 years ago or longer with the department. It's an abundant lake. And they said, you know, the abundant lakes are really popular. Abundant meaning there's tons and tons of coconuts. Easy to catch. Very easy to catch. And that's where a father or a family or anybody can show up with their kids and go out there and have nonstop action. Just like they're having at Whiskey Town right now. Just like they're having at a lot of places right now. Guys are eager to get out. And I just got to caution you right now. It's early. Don't get your expectations too high. But you might be the guy grinning from ear to ear that just knocked the snot out of them yep. any day on that lake. And don't wait for the report. Be the report. You know, exactly. hit, hit a lake. You know, Union Valley have heard nothing. I got a strip schedules coming up. The lake typically doesn't open the gates till Memorial Day weekend. We all know that's amateur down the lake. We don't want to be on the ramps <laughs> and dealing with that. So I'm going the week after. So we'll see how that goes. Well, there's a lot of opportunity. Don Pedro's another one. New Malonis oh, is kind of a mystery to a lot of people right it, now. It, it is on fire. I was there two weeks ago. We were fishing in the wrong spot. Yeah, Bob Smalley was there two weeks ago. He says, not a fish near the dam. Nothing over there. Moved across to the other side of the lake. Bam. Spillway side was way better. Yep. We purposely went to the dam to avoid the fleet. Mistake. <laughs> You know, there's you know, one so, thing about kokanee fishing, you know, wherever the boats are, where the cokes there. are. Yeah. And I always say, get away from other people and go fish on your own. But that's not what I say when you're kokanee fishing. I say, get it right up to him and take a fish out from underneath his boat if you need to. Yeah, but we're hitting all over. We mentioned Whiskey County Bulls Bar. Pedro's hitting nicely. They're still pulling kings out of there, too. We mentioned Shaver with Malonis. Berryessa, we're not sure on the math. We talked to Alan about that a little bit ago. I expect. If Troy Bar's if there's fish to be found, Troy Bar's going to figure that lake out. Well, he's finding and, them. He's finding them and figuring it out. But it's just not consistent right now. He's looking for a little bit better fishery, and we all are. Yeah. So and, we're just going to have to wait and see what Mother Nature delivers for us. And Stampede, you were talking a little bit ago about Stampede, and it has had a size challenge for a long time, and, and unfortunately, it's the sacrificial lake because that's where we have to take the our egg eggs. Source. And if we had a point where we couldn't take eggs anymore, there'd be a heck of a lot more people complaining about that than the undersized fish that Stampede has because it used to be an 18-inch lake. Exactly. Well, but, Once again, I want to compliment the Department of Fish and Wildlife for the great job they're doing on the inland program as far as landlocked kings and landlocked uh, sockeyes or the kokanee salmon. They're doing a wonderful job with that. And uh, I think the American or California public and angling public is just thrilled with that. And I really think it's kind of moving in, taking over for the old rainbow trout program that had to be extremely expensive to maintain in this state. Yeah, kokanee's got – we know it's cheaper. It, it's pennies per fish. It, yeah. And we drop them in when they're, they're two inches. It, 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 if we're going to be efficient with our money and the, the government resources, inland chinook, kokanee salmon are the future. It's cost-effective, and we can put way more out there. Well, congratulations to Project Kokanee, Kokanee Power, and the California Department of Fish and Wildlife for the great job that they're doing out there. It's a great fishery, and it is a used fishery. They are using the hell out of it, it as is, they should. It is certainly a gateway drug, and if you want to get into fishing, regardless of where you end up 10 years from now, kokanee is a great way to get into it. And it's a no-guilt fish. It's The fish is going to spawn and die in the lake anyway. You might as well take it and enjoy the table fare. Yes, sir. Gary, thanks for coming down and talking about it. Folks, get Happy ready, time. get your gear out, get it shiny, and get it in the water is the best way to catch fish. Let's hook up with James Netzel with Tight Lines Guide Service, striper fishing in the Delta, and see what's going on in his boat. Good morning, Captain. Good morning there. Sorry, that's satellite radio. I... Hey, don't worry about it. Are you still with me? You just <sighs> faded away. Uh... <laughs> 
Well, that's Netzel fading away again. James Netzel has been talking to me about Delta Stripers. I know what he's doing. He's pulling lures out there, and he is spanking them. It has been absolutely a swack fest out there for him as he continues trolling, picking up ones, twos, threes, even four at a time on some instances. It's just he's got a signal problem, obviously, and it's become a big issue with us out there. We're trying to get him back on a good line right now. But before we do, oh, we got him on line three now. Let's see if line three works for James right now. Good morning, James. Man, you got to love technology, right? I love it. I love it. I love it. Tell our listeners what's going on with the striper bite for you this week. Uh, it's a little slow today, but we got a little bit of a late start. Uh, we got one in the box, maybe six or seven pounds. Uh, shoot, the, the, the year. Oh, you guys can let back out. Go ahead and let out. 75, 65. Uh, it's, it's been a phenomenal year, uh, limits every day. I mean, it's not even about the limits. It's just about the sheer number of fish and the size of the fish we, we're catching. I mean, we've got two over 30 pounds, probably a dozen over 20 pounds. Uh, I lost count how many fish over 10 pounds. I mean, just, just a phenomenal year. James, when you get into them, how fast do they come? Oh, when you, when, uh-oh, <laughs> hard to keep, keep, keep your lines in the water. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, faster fast you, you can get your lures out. Well, lures have got to be the answer right now with the expensive uh, live bait that a lot of folks are drifting out there. And lures are really doing the job for you this year. What are you using? What colors are you using? Uh, deep diving Yozuri is different colored tails. It's not just the white tails anymore. We're doing good with the black tails with the black and silver. It's probably our top color right now. Uh, pink tails with a clown color. I mean, just, just weird things. Uh but one thing that I'm doing different this year, I don't know this year, but, you know, at least the last couple of weeks is I'm trolling slower than I normally have. And, you know, people are going by me and they're getting mad at me because they say I'm going slow. And I tell them, well, how many fish you got? They said, well, we got two. I said, well, okay, we got 16. You might want to slow down. <laughs> Those details right there. You know, so many times client or customers out there are wondering why other boats are following your guide boat. Well, there's a reason for that. They aren't as knowledgeable. They want to be make sure they're in the right areas for fish. But sometimes it doesn't work out for them, and other times that it does. James, how far back are you fishing, and how deep are you fishing these stripers? And how deep's the water you're fishing over? I'm If I'm going against the current, I'm targeting 13 to 15 feet of water. If I'm targeting, if I'm going with the current, I'm 15 to 17 feet of water. Uh, up to 18 you know the water temperature being where it is now you can go in 20 22 feet of water and uh, fish will come up and hit your lure if there's a haystack down there uh my setbacks are 65 feet if i my rod is parallel with the water and if it's pointed up i'm at 75 feet back well it sounds like you've got all the zones covered no doubt about it but uh man when they hit are they standing you right up in the boat yeah, they're they're definitely taking some lines, especially when you get one of them big fish on. You know, you, you get a your ten plus pound fish on, and he's going to take fifty to a hundred feet of line. And then the, you get a twenty or thirty pounder on. Uh, you, you do your best to try to pull the fish out of the trolling lane so you can get out of the way. But when you get those big fish on, you just kind of kind of got to uh, suck it up and stay right on top of the fish. Otherwise, people will run over your lines. Absolutely. Well, James, I know that uh, Delta Stripers is near and dear to your heart, but I also know that we're talking a lot about Kokanee already and Stampede being wide open. When are you going to make the move? Uh, June 1st is when I'm leaving uh, to go to Stampede, and it's not because of the lack of fishing down here. It's just the lack of uh, angler interest. Uh, the uh, interest for Stripers is waning. 
with the uh, with the halibut in the bay and the salmon in the ocean. Uh, a lot more money up in the hills, and that's where I go. I follow the money. Well, it's exactly what it does. You know, folks, when you've got great fishing going on in a lot of different corners of California, it's just a great time to be out there doing it. And you need to make your reservations and get out on the water, too. Wide open kokanee bite going on, and James is switching to there in just a couple of weeks. Maybe you ought to play, make your plans and do that reservation right now. James, give them all the hookup info they need so they can get out there with you. Yeah, you can reach me toll-free at 888-975-0990. Website is www.fishtightlines.com. And right now, uh, Thursday next week's uh, the only open day I have until I leave. Well, folks, if you want to go fishing next Thursday, make that phone call right now. Give them that number one more time. Yeah, it's 888-975-0990. All right, put your technology down, my friend. Thanks for keeping trying and getting back to us on the air. And you have a great day on the water with your clients. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Captain James Nutzel with Tight Lines Guide Service. You need to get out there, whether it's for Kokanee or the Stripers. You got one last chance for them, and then you got a whole season of Kokanee ahead. Hey, you know, last week we weren't able to give out the information on the lucky winner of Gun Owners of California, so I've got it this week. In addition to winner number 21 for this week, too. Man, they got some nice toys going out of here. Well, next Friday, that's the 20th, that's last night, the gun owners of California had their big Oroville Prime Rib Dinner with a raffle and everything. I know it was a successful event because I talked to Sam Paradis about it yesterday. Winner number 20 of the 2022 gun owners of California, that's last week's winner, ticket number 161, Tim Crabtree of Citrus Heights, California. Congratulations, you won yourself a CZ612 home defense pump shotgun in 12-gauge. And winner number 21, this week's lucky winner, we hear that last night's Gun Owners of California Oroville dinner was great and a huge success. Thanks to everyone who enjoyed the evening with GOC. If you'd like to participate in one of the Gun Owners of California's events, check their website and hit Engage. It'll keep you posted on all the events coming up. Well, winner number 21 of the Gun Owners of California 52 Guns in 52 Weeks raffle that was held yesterday. We're announcing the lucky winner, number 376. Joe Banducci of San Mateo, congratulations. You just won a Beretta PX4 Storm Pistol in 9mm. Staff at GOC will be giving you a call next week to make arrangements. 2022 is the 47th year of fighting for your rights. If you aren't a member, we invite you to join the Gun Owners of California. And they say thank you for supporting them for so many years. One of the top six-pack operators in the Bay Area is Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve's 27-foot top gun is a fishing machine loaded with all the amenities for your enjoyment, comfort, and safety. And with over 15 years of experience, Captain Steve is ready when you are. Docked in Berkeley and Martinez Marina seasonally. Hooked Up specializes in sturgeon and ocean salmon fishing. But the top gun also fishes year-round for halibut, stripers, shark, albacore, and rock cod. If it bites, we fish for Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. 
Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury Outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury Outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury Outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fishing Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bike. Find Brad's products, including Made in the USA Terminal Tackle at local retailers, and check out Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fishermen and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and saltwater pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself. Our own Steve Carson, the director of Penn Fishing University's Senior Tuna. Good morning, Tuna. Good morning, Chap. Tell us about it, guy. It's got to still be going on if you're feeding Kent Brown Tuna this weekend. Well, you know, Kent Brown's timing was pretty doggone good. He was only going to be around for a short period of time uh, yesterday morning, and it just happened to be when I was uh, scheduled to come in from a trip on the Pacifica. And and Kent called me and he was talking about oh you know making all these plans. I said whoa whoa whoa, <laughs> I I have to go catch the fish first. And he's like oh yeah that won't be a problem. <laughs> Wait a minute, what, what business are you in? You just empty <laughs> just empty your freezer and bring it to Kent. That's all he wants. Yeah, I'm sure that's all he wanted. But um, anyway, it worked out and we had a pretty good trip on the Pacifica. Um, and, and Kent was also like. Uh, he was trying to custom order the exact size of fish that he wanted. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, not too big, not too small. And I, I happened to come up with an 85-pounder with an that uh, I, the yield is about 40 to 45% on a fish that size of, of nice, solid, one-pound skinless fillets. So I'm pretty sure he's pretty happy. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Anytime he can get hooked up with you down there with an ice chest at the same time, he is a happy camper. What's going on with the bluefin bite down there? Is it slowed, picked up, or they moved into the parking lots now? They're so close to shore. Well, there was a, there was a little lull a couple of days ago um, from the full moon. Not, you know, they they never went away. They never stopped biting. It just wasn't wasn't red hot, you know, limits in 30 minutes kind of fishing. Um, our trip, uh, we had... Uh, uh, 29 anglers, we had 21 bluefin and three yellowtails. So guess what? They call it fishing. You have to work at it. Um, you know, uh, a few boats did get into them a little bit better. Um, I haven't gotten any reports yet this morning. Uh, with bluefin, you you know, sometimes they're, they're red hot, sometimes they're not. They are always, always, always one of the most tackle-critical species that exist. Because you've got 
the one of the biggest, one of the strongest, one of the fastest fish in the ocean, and yet sometimes they think they're brown trout. <laughs> <laughs> and they just don't want to bite. So you have to be able to make sure you're you're making an incredibly precise, specific presentation with the exact bait or lure at exactly the, the proper depth. And then when one of those things hits, you have to be able to land them. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into that. I should ask, I should add, uh, because this is a tip of the week, uh, back during COVID, remember that? Remember COVID? Oh, howdy. When we were all locked in the house, I I was able to, uh, and yes, I am patting myself on the back, in a collaborative effort, uh, designed a, a very West Coast, more Southern California-specific line of rods for pen fishing tackle, the Carnage three rods, and uh, the twelve very very uh, you know they're built around San Diego fishing, but guess what? I was thinking about James Smith and, and a bunch of other people uh, when, when we when we put these rods together, and I hear on very good authority uh, that they are in stock at Fisherman's Warehouse stores. So uh, maybe not every model in every in every uh, store because guess what? Fishing is good. Mr. Supply Chain is not being friendly this year. But the Carnage 3 West Coast Series, uh, check them out. Whether you want to catch 20-pound albacore or 320-pound bluefin tuna, there is a Carnage 3 rod that uh, I helped design waiting just for you. Hey, you're going to be down at ICAST this year? Oh, you bet. Yes, I am. July 19th to 22nd in Orlando, Florida again. Are they ever going to move that back out here to Las Vegas? I, You know what? I mean, I'm not on, in charge of making those decisions, thankfully. Um, from what I hear, uh, well, partially is that Vegas just doesn't have the allure that it used to. used to be people would go somewhere just because it was in Vegas. But also I think that uh, the, the there just weren't enough fishermen – or, or people in the in the fishing business to make the uh, the, the Vegas uh, convention authorities be very excited. Well, there's not a whole lot of ocean fishing near Vegas, that's for sure. Well, well, right, but but you know, I mean, there's other things that are involved, including uh, you know, uh, hotel rooms and uh, uh, the exact dates that you want, and use of the facilities. And Orlando uh, just loves fishermen and anglers of of, of all types. And you're right. There are there are more fishing opportunities if you get there early or, or take off early. Lots more different places and kinds of fishing. I mean, I sort of joke, just the walk across the street from the hotel to the convention center, you got these elevated walkways, and you're looking down, there's, there's little ponds all over the place. Every single pond right there in the hotel. <laughs> it, you could see bass, you could see bluegill, sometimes alligators. Um you could literally fish from the elevator walkway and get bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure I'd be holding my breath for Vegas. Uh, better just to decide, you, you know, you like Orlando. It's hot, it's humid, it's muggy, it's buggy, and uh, just it is what it is. You but, hit you hit the nail right on the head. Hot, buggy, muggy, everything. And sometimes the alligators actually come into the swimming pool. Well, trust me, my friend. I wouldn't be swimming in that pool. I got to. I got to think about yeah. great white sharks and alligators. I'm not swimming in their water. <laughs> well, you could just uh, 
I'm just wondering if you would – have you ever fished off a public pier in the ocean where you're like 30 feet elevated above the water? That's what it would be like fishing off of one of those elevated walkways going over the ponds. I'm telling you, you could sight fish bass like nobody's business. <laughs> especially right now, especially during the spawn. Steve right. Carson, our own senior tuna, with great help for you guys fishing ponds and even better help for you guys going out chasing bluefin tuna. Make sure you get a carnage reel. And get out there and do Rod, it. Rod, three Rod. I'm sorry. Three. There's so much going on in this world. Make sure you get a Carnage three Rod and make your life very easy. Steve, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Seth. Steve Carson, senior tuner and the director of Penn Fishing University with great information always. Hey, speaking of great information, let's go to one of the guys that's been fishing, Barry Essa, Whiskey Town, probably Stampede and other places too. One of the top kokanee fishermen in Northern California, Mr. T. T-Roy's Guide Service, Mr. Troy Barr, joins us live right now. Good morning, Troy. What's going on, guys? It's that kind of time of year again. Why don't you tell our listeners real quick about your trip up to Whiskey Town, then we'll start spreading out from there. Yeah, we have a little family business up here in Red Bluff, so we brought the boat and uh, had some family members on board for uh, 30 fish and three hours. Pretty darn wide open out in front of the bridge over there by Brandy Creek. He's from the ta- surface all the way down to 50 feet. He's talking about the stretch along there along the Highway 299 bridge about halfway up the lake. There's a big old hole out there just off the side of that, isn't there? You can go around in circles and catch lots of cokes. Lots of coconut up there. What what lots kind of, of size? What kind of size? You know, there's three different classes going on. The early morning fish, it seemed like we were catching a bunch of like 8 to 10 inches. We were cutting loose, but there's some pretty good healthy fish from 14 to 16 inches right now. Well, it, and I understand they can just be jumping in the boat for you up there. It gets so quick sometimes. It's pretty wide open. Anything in particular, any color? And what about the depth? Uh, just just pinks and oranges and a little bit of greens. But uh, the depths are, you know, surface down to 50 feet. Catch as many as you want. Is it uh, doubles, triples, the whole enchilada, or is it uh, working for singles? You name it, man. It's I mean, it's uh, it's hard to keep have, it's hard to keep them off the hook. Yeah, it's 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 as wide open as you can get. <laughs> All right, well, let's check in with another one. Now, how about Stampede? Yeah, even faster. <laughs> if, if we you... had uh, myself, Bill Dunn, his old uh, his old deckhand, and a buddy of mine from Vacaville up there on Wednesday and. We put 20 fish in the box in 50-something minutes. Yeah, it can be awfully good, and this seems awfully early. It, and you and I were talking about fish not schooling yet at Berryessa. They aren't packing up yet. Are you seeing them pack up at Stampede and up at Whiskey Town? Yeah, I think there's just so much fish in those lakes, and the weather's a little bit more stable. And, um, yeah, they're you'll see 10 to 20 fish on the screen at a time. Well, let's talk about Berryessa real quick. What do you think's going on up there? Are you thinking uh, like, a lot of north wind? Oh man, <laughs> you think there has been a lot of pressure change? Did you have a little breeze going by yesterday around your place? It blew all the dries out of my tree. I tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, it certainly will. It's got. It, we got that one. It's. Uh, we had so many trees that were just. I was waiting for branches to come out of them in our neighborhoods. We had thirty to forty mile yeah. an hour winds, and that's right downstream. From Berryessa, so you know that those big, strong winds were just – I wouldn't have wanted to move up to the north end by Puda Creek yesterday. 
Uh, you know, last week we spent three days up there, and um, we're marking these kokanee, but they're not schooled up. They're from the surface down to 50 feet, you know, and that's one heck of a big lake to be, you know, trying to pinpoint a kokanee when they're just spread out like that. You know, we need some some stable weather and a thermocline, and I'm thinking it'll be okay. I think this once this wind settles down, that lake relaxes, and we get into the summer mode with warm water up on top. I think we're going to see a restratification of that lake into those three levels, and then we just target them, man, just target them after that. But are you seeing many rainbows? You know, we did catch some last week. We, we did cut them loose, but, you know, I wish we can get that Eagle Lake program going again. Um, we're not seeing a lot of those. Seeing seeing some truck trout. There are some Eagle Lake strain rainbows still in that lake, but, you know, that was one heck of a project. Well, I think that they're uh, really moving a lot of the Eagle Lake fish into that. A lot of the eggs that they're taking out of Eagle Lake right now, after they get their eggs for the lake, so that they can replenish the population there, they're starting to use yeah. those eggs throughout California and you're going to see more and more Eagle Lake strain rainbow trout showing up in a lot of these lakes. And as soon as, as soon as California Inland Fisheries Foundation get that pen project back in at Berryessa, it's going to make a big difference too. But as you well know, Mark Lee Cove's got a long way to go in rebuilding. And I'm checking with him. I check with him about every week up there to find out what the lake level's like, what they're up to, what's expanding. And they're growing. They've got a little tackle shop set up and everything right now, but they've still got a long way to go before we're going to get those pins in the water and fish back in the pen, I have a feeling. Yes, Probably, sir. There's yeah. a lot of work to do up there, a lot of permits, a lot of per- permission slips to do things. So it's a pretty busy place right now. And we don't want to force something on the people that volunteer their time and help for us. So we just want to work with them at their pace and get that pen project right back in there and going when the time is right. Well, I know that I know the action's going to get better and all across here, but folks, if you want to get out and get into some water and be educated on the water, get a hold of Captain Troy Barr with T Roy's Guide Service, whether it's at Berryessa or any of the other lakes or rivers that he fishes, and get out and have some good fun on the water and learn from one of the best. Troy, give them all the hookup info they need. Seven oh seven. Three seven two seven five nine nine fishtroys.com. All right, partner, we appreciate you sharing with our listeners and we look forward to hearing more from you in the future. You take care and thanks for hooking up with us. All right, thanks guys. Thank All right, Bye. Troy Barr with T Roy's Guide Service. Whiskey Town, Barry S, the Shaver, Don Pedro, New Malonis, you need to get out there on the water. Hey, where's Maryland? It's about time for get a clue. Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, Manufacturers, tackle, fishing gear, or bait, you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. This is it. Summer's coming, Memorial Day is coming, and people buy boats for different reasons. So the fishermen and the water sports folks meet often at launch ramps. So if you're going to be launching a boat soon, have your wits about you. 
For one thing, ensure the boat will run before you launch it. If it surprises you with a problem, get it back on the trailer or slide it over to the shoreline or dock to work on it. Please do not do repairs on the launch ramp. Your turn launching or taking out comes up when your vehicle is next in line. Pushing ahead or parking at the top of the ramp and then waiting for your boating partner is not acceptable. Please get in line. Quit backing the boat trailer until the bunks are covered with water. Your boat should slide onto the trailer. Just some ideas. Launch facilities. Better than a movie some days. Get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. From trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad, there's a licensed and bonded guide behind the counter, and he freely shares tips, tricks, and top locations for action. Learn about curing row from the pros and how to properly rig for success. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, pile worms, blood worms, night crawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street and Elkhorn Boulevard west of Watt, 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. There's a new ghost in town. There's a new ghost in town. Ghost Bait and Tackle at 2550 West El Camino Avenue in Sacramento, owned and operated by Cedric Ghostin. Ghost Bait and Tackle supplies anglers with all the fresh water, warm water, and saltwater tackle and accessories for a great day on the water. Rods, reels, live and frozen baits, swim baits, jigs, line, hooks, lures, spinners, terminal tackle, and a whole lot more. Located between I-5 and I-80 at 2550 West West El Camino Avenue, Ghost B&T opens at 5 a.m. seven days a week with easy on-off freeway access to save your valuable fishing time. Catch the fishing spirit with Ghost Bait and Tackle, 916-692-8520. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or down Download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet, anywhere in the world, with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good morning, Chip. morning, Chip. How's it going, guys? Well, I am down in Mexico this week. And I should be getting home later tonight. 
So I figured I'd record this one here for you. We're going to go over to Dublin store this week. Dublin is a lot different than Vacaville. It's a little bit bigger store, more showroom type store. It's also a shooter store. We don't get as many hunters in Vacaville as we do uh, in, I'm sorry, we don't get as many hunters in Dublin as we do in Vacaville, but we get a lot of shooters, guys going out, long range shooting, pistol shooting, and that, and they really enjoy it and they have a good time. We have a whole supply of hunting and fishing supplies in Dublin, just as like Vacaville. When we stock a little bit higher in guns down there because those guys, that's what they're looking for. They want to shoot the nice uh, PFOs, uh, PTRs, um, MagTech, and all those, and the ARs, and they look for the higher-end stuff. We also have a good supply of pistols as well, and we do carry hunting stuff. We have Christensen rifles and Browning shotguns and Benelli shotguns and all that down there as well. And we carry all the um, stuff to go with it if you want to go duck hunting. We do carry decoys down there. We got crab pots, we got fishing of all kinds, trout, bass, crappie, deep sea, whatever you'd like to do. And we got the rods, reels, and everything to match it. We also have uh, safes down there, and they're nice safes. They're the same safes we carry in, in Vacaville. And we have a 12 lane shooting range there in Dublin as well. And it, we have classes that are given through the Dublin class again in partnership with Defensive Accuracy. They have several different classes. They even run on Sundays and Mondays when we're closed, so they got full access to the range. So you need to come down and check out the Dublin store. And, by the way, the big attraction of the Dublin store, Bill's Polar Bear sitting right in the front door there, so everybody loves to come in and take a look at that. And we have animals all over the store, just like in, Vac in Vacaville. So come on down, take it out, check out the store. And I'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff. And be sure to check them out on the web at GunsFishing.com. Now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, if you haven't heard yet, fishing's pretty good a lot of places. And I'll bet you next week it's going to be off the charts at our next destination. Let's go up to Eagle. Well, I don't know if he's in the Eagle Lake right now, but we're going to talk about it. Let's get hooked up with the man himself from Fish Traveler's Guide Service, Mr. Tim Knoxon, joins us, who's been guiding on Eagle Lake for many, many years. And next weekend is opening weekend. Good morning, Tim. How are you today? Morning, Seth. I'm in Roseville, but I'm leaving on Monday for the season. And uh, hopefully by this time next Saturday, we'll have limits or near limits in the boat. And, you know, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a long winter. People uh, people fishing all the way through February this year were catching nice fish up to five pounds from the shore. Once the lake uh, iced out, I guess it was frozen in December and January, but it iced out. The guys got back in there. And I don't know if people know this, but the Eagle Lake season was extended through the end of February, and it will be for the coming years until the fishing game makes another change. But I'll tell you, I had a buddy that uh, dropped his boat in from, from shore and uh, ran the lake. Surface temp, 55 degrees right now. The moon's waning. The water's not clean. 
it should be a great opener. That's, that's perfect conditions. I mean, that's absolutely perfect, especially if the wind doesn't blow too hard from the north for the opener. 55 degrees, 55 to 58 is absolutely ideal for them. Surface temperature at that, those fish have got to be active and healthy right now. How did it end up last year for you and other guides and folks on the lake? It was big fish late and a bunch of them, as I recall. Yes, yeah, I um, my traditional quitting time is uh, I always go home for Thanksgiving, so I fish right up till you know the weekend before Thanksgiving. But uh, every year, beginning October first, those fish start moving back into the shallows, and we end up fishing uh, you know water that's ten to fifteen feet deep, areas like the youth camp, the broccoli tree, the circus grounds, and over off the of eagle's nest in tight. And we got our baits set at, you know, five to seven feet deep. We fish flies and soft baits like grubs, uh, uchis, and uh, the fish just, they're coming in to feed, getting ready for the for the winter, and uh, the minnows have hatched. It's just a free-for-all out there for the fish and the anglers. Pretty much easy limits every day, catch and release fish all morning. And, uh, you know, what more can I say, man? It's a blast. Well, I know that uh, I have a specific philosophy up there fishing opening weekend. I try to avoid it. I'm usually there. I won't be there this year for it because I don't have a boat right now, but I will soon. I got a note from my friend Mark Blanton at Gone Fishing Marine that it'll be rolling out the assembly line here in a month or so. But in any event, uh, my suggestion to everybody is to avoid all the other boats. Go find a place around the lake where there isn't a lot of traffic. It might be opposite of what we tell kokanee fishermen to do. But you're more likely to catch fish that are less spooked because that lake hasn't had any boats on it for a couple of months now. And opening day, there's going to be, what do you think, Tim, 50, 100, 150 boats maybe out there or more? It's going to be a gigantic free-for-all cluster, you know what, Seth, probably 150 boats. And uh, launch early if you can. Yeah, otherwise, you're going to be in line for 45 minutes. There's only one launch ramp that's viable, and that's out down at the south end at the Gallatin Marina. They put the launch, uh, the courtesy dock in yesterday. Get there early. Make sure you got all your lights working on your boat. Be careful. If you get there on Thursday or Friday and you're set up in your campground or wherever you're staying, launch your boat and run it and make yourself a snail trail if you're going out in the dark. That'll save a lot of life, not lives, but it'll save a lot of damage and a lot of a lot of um, problems for people that haven't fished the lake before, and even those that have, because the lake's lower than it was at this time last year by about 18 inches. The, the hazard buoys that Project Eagle Lake Trout purchased, purchased and, and had the sheriff's department set on the rock piles are not in. They're lit. They're a lifesaver, but they're not in it. As, as of this date, I don't know if they're going to be in on opening day, so be careful out there. And, yes, get away from the crowds if you can. I'm going to start shallow and fish shallow, probably up uh, – I'll tell you where I'm going, exactly where I'm going, because nobody cares and nobody follows me. I don't know why. That's fine with me. I'm going to the youth camp, and I'm going to fish there in water from 10 to 15 feet deep. I'm going to set my baits from the surface down to five or seven to see what happens. i got other spots to try, but that's where I'm going. you going in tight by the water tower? No, the youth camp. Oh, you're going you're to fish right up there? I was thinking you were going down by the uh, McDonald's camp down there, but the youth camp straight across there, yes. 
That should be pretty yep. good because it's a nice rocky area. You got that rolly bottom and it drops off into some deep steps down there. It just keeps getting a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, and you're going to find fish all across that area. It's a narrowing spot. I would imagine fish are starting to move throughout the lake right now with the temperature the way it is. Oh, yeah. That's a good transition zone from the fish going from the north area to the south area. The youth camp, the broccoli tree, the bottom is all over the map there. There's rock piles everywhere. The, sh- the fish are down there in, you know, five to ten feet of water turning over the rocks and sucking up the shrimp off the rocks down there, leeches, uh, snails. That's what I like to do, Sep. Early bite, folks. Be out there. Get your boat in the water. Now, Tim and others have been working really hard with a lot of the Forest Service personnel, a lot of the Lassen County people. One of the campgrounds is going to be closed down there. It's Christie's, the one that's going to be closed right now, and they probably will be opening that up. They had a change in the concession air that runs down there. Everything's happening late, but they're getting it all worked out. They'll get the other campground opened up, but Merrill and the others, I'm sure, are open. The RV park up in Spalding and the store and everything will be open up there. But one of the concerns that we have is the extended launch ramp. And I've made a couple of phone calls down here, and Tim has been working tirelessly up there to see if we can get some extensions done or some emergency stuff done to it. California Inland Fisheries Foundation is standing by, ready to do anything to help out with you guys up there if need be. And a few phone calls are being made down here. And if we haven't got those buoys in, that might be another thing we want to call about up there. So I think we'll probably get on a phone call on that one, too, because... Opening day, there's a lot of cowboys up there, and a lot of people don't know that there's some points sticking out, and you need to know where those rock piles are out there, folks. There's no question about it. Late in the season, it's going to be a little tricky launching out there. We'll see what happens, but you'll probably be able to get small boats in just about any time if you can hand launch yourself with the trailer you've got. It's not going to happen with my boat. It's not going to happen with Tim's boat, but some of the smaller boats might get away with it. But we'll pay attention, and we'll keep you guys posted out there. Tim? Are you already booked solid for the opener? Oh, yeah. Happily, yes, sir. Well, I'm, folks, I'm uh, ready folks, next few days. If, folks, if you'd like to get on the water with Tim, he's a great guide with great knowledge of the lake. Fish Traveler's Guide Service. Tim, give them all the hookup information they need. Yeah, one other quick thing, Sep. Uh, I posted on my Facebook page, Fish Traveler Guide Service, some uh, uh, phone numbers and, and uh, email addresses for our, our state representative and our federal reps that you can – Email or call regarding the launching situation down at Eagle Lake and what's going on with the concessionaire. So phone calls would help for any of the public that wants to do that. You can get a hold of me at 916-201-4648. We've got lots of openings during the month of June, especially during the weekdays. So give me a shot if you want to go. And whether you're fishing with me or not, you just need some info on what's happening up here. Don't hesitate to call and help you out any way we can. Tim Noxon with Fish Traveler's Guide Service. Very experienced, very knowledgeable, and has a home up there, so you know he's got it figured out. Tim, I want to thank you for everything you've done on behalf of the anglers of Northern California and Eagle Lake Anglers for the efforts that you've put in contacting all these people and making sure that things are in line for the great economy booster the opener at Eagle Lake is going to have up there. Sep, thanks a lot for uh, having me on your show and, and letting the public know what's going on. Appreciate it a bunch. And I will talk to you live on the water at the Eagle Lake opener next week, so you best be catching some fish. I'll be out there, buddy. Thank you. All right, take care. Tim Noxon, 916-201-4648 for Fish Traveler's Guide Service. Well, our next guest is an uh, old standby on here, eh, old like me, kind of, but uh, he's a regular here on the show. The editor of Western Outdoor News, Mr. Dave Hurley, joins us now. Good morning, Dave. 
Good morning, Seb. Good morning, Gary. I guess you got Gary in. Yeah, that's uh, right. He's my studio. he's my wingman as long as Mr. Brown is out running around. Well, Dave, I know it. you've been well, paying attention to the stuff going on up at Eagle Lake, too, and a lot of concerns that it might not uh, pull off the opener the way it has, but it looks like things might be working out. Well, thanks to Tim, and thanks to all the folks up there that have been working for it. I, you know, um, we can't really have much control over the water situation, you know, being 18 inches below, but uh, you know, I, I'm really glad to hear that CIFFI is is on board, ready to help with that uh, extended ramp situation, because that's been a long, ongoing situ- uh, thing there. Well, about about this- 15 years ago, we had we caught it called an emergency deal. Had the state come down there, dig out the launch ramp. This is the uh, uh, Bureau of who the heck was it, Maryland? I can't even. The Department of Boating and Waterways. And they came out and they extended the ramp. They dug it all out so we could get boats out of there. That was great. About five years after that, the water level had dropped down. So California Inland Fisheries spent about five grand getting tractors in there and exposing more of the ground to lay more concrete so they weren't falling off the end of it. And that's where we're heading right now at the south end. That launch ramp needs to be extended. So I think the move is going to be put on to get something done because they're saying it might be a year or two before they can do it. I'll call, I'll play the yeah. BS card on that one. Yeah, you know, you think about the economy of places like that and also Clear Lake, which is going to be severely affected by launch ramp conditions. And extending that launch ramp at Fifth Street has been another situation there. Those are very important things to do. I don't know why they take so long to happen. Permit so, Permits and agencies and inner agencies. You have to get approval from water districts, from people that run the shoreline to the Bureau of Land Management that doesn't want wheels in the water, there's all kinds of approvals required. Yeah, there's some things that need to be fast-tracked, and I think that's one of the things that that we're looking at. You know, speaking of Tim Noxon, you want to talk about an entertaining – he's going to catch fish, but, man, I bet you got to have a heck of a good time on boat with him. He's going to keep you laughing all day long. Man's got, man's got stories. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. He's the kind of guy you want to go fishing with. And for those of you that don't know, he's also the lead singer in the Tim Knox and Rock and Blues Band. Yeah, so, you know, you can just tell. Uh, you're going to catch fish there. There's no question about it. But, boy, you're going to have a good time as well. So if people are interested in having a good time going fishing in a great place, man, get on board with that guy. Well, we'll join um, him live on the water next week. But there's a lot of other opportunities out there that are quite hot, aren't there? Oh, boy, you really covered it with the kokanee. I was very impressed with what uh, you did earlier. And I, I, I don't know, Gary, you, we've been at this for a while since our rabbit angler days. I don't remember a year like this where the kokanee has just been so good, so consistent over so many locations. That is just amazing to me. And I don't know if it's because there's a lot more people fishing kokanee now. I know we have a lot more tackle uh, manufacturers. There's tremendous interest in it, but it's just, to me, I've never seen anything like this. I would I would agree. It's uh, we, we go through cycles, and we are in an up cycle, and we just need to learn to enjoy it. But I honestly can't remember a time when we've got, you know, almost 10 lakes firing on all cylinders at one time. It's incredible. We, we need to be happy with it and just go out there and enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, you mentioned New Malonis earlier today, and New Malonis has just been the same way as Stampede and all these other places. Kyle Wise was out there yesterday. He got them from 40 to 60. He says it's stupid easy. And he's got them over 16 inches already, but they're averaging 14 to 15. And he's just been using JPEXs. And uh, he says the fish are really, really clean, and the trout are really, really clean in that lake, too. When they're they're trying to stay away from the trout, it's funny. 
so many kokanee guys want to stay away from the trout. But That's those a, fish are very cool. You said the little jpex. Is that what it was? Is that that little small thing yeah. you were telling me about, yeah, Gary? Yeah, it's like a miniature apex, but a lot of homegrown manufacturers got jpex, mpex, tpex, three sons, a whole bunch of guys so out little, there making it. little dinky apex. Very dinky. That's one of the things that we've gotten away from. Dave, remember when it was like, oh, small, microscopic lures, little dinky lures, little dinky hooks. Boy, we're using some awfully big stuff for these big kokanee now. Midge wobblers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Midge wobblers. <laughs> they were the thing, you know. Ted but, Samford's uh, yeah, fly. Ted's, Ted's yeah, Ted fly. Bu- Ted bugs. Ted's bug, yeah. yeah. But everybody copies something that works. And this this is the, the flutter bug from Paulina, Paulina Peak. That's the same deal as well. But it's just been amazing. Uh, Comanche's been kicked out of 14-pound trout this week, which is just a beautiful rainbow. And there's been some big fish coming out of that lake. Not that many people are fishing it because we are getting into the recreational time. And, you know, when Memorial Day comes, then a lot of these lakes are going to be inundated with recreational boats. But uh, Comanche's been very good for some really big fish. It's, uh, you know, not that not that deep, you know, from uh, from the surface of 50 feet, trolling speedy shiners. Uh, it's 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 we haven't heard about Comanche for a while, but it, there's some there's some hogs in there. Oh yeah, and there's going to be some hogs available at Pardee, and I don't know if Pardee's really ever even turned on. But as you know, looking at your clock, we're about out of time, my friend, and right. I want to give you an opportunity to give them the hookup for a prescription and a subscription to Western Outdoor News. Real simple, just go to w o n e w s dot com, log on the subscription. Uh, link there and i i think the digital is the way to go tuesdays it comes out and uh somewhere like 24.95 a year and uh, you're going to get all the information southern and northern california it keeps thanks you posted on you. all the great fishing and hunting opportunities out there too dave thanks for joining us we'll talk to you again real soon take care all right Bye-bye. you can bet on it folks i hope you enjoyed today's show we enjoyed being back live in the studio this week it's kind of a change up from last week's I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank Chris in the control room, Marilyn, my guest Gary Irk here in the studio, and more importantly, all of you for listening and putting up with our crap. We have a great time bringing you the show. I hope you enjoy it, too. Till next week, this is Seth. Tight lines, everybody. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors. Broadcasting from the Power Business Technology Toshiba Studio. KHTK AM and HD1 Sacramento. KYMX HD2 Sacramento. Yeah, it's every day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a dedicated fan. This is Sports 1140 KHTK.